Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cabin. On today's show, we're going to be revealing our proactive risk control team of the week um, from the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate and Senior Championship semi-finals that took place on Sunday in Kingspan. Um, and we'll also be looking back over the two intermediate semi-finals. As always, I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the Anglo-Celt, to look back over the action. I suppose, Paul, we'll start with the first of the two semi-finals between Bay and Butler's Bridge. And come half 12 on Sunday afternoon, we were thinking, oh my God, what a day we're in store. The first half of this game, I thought, was just brilliant entertainment. Yeah, it was. It was probably the best half of football for pure all-out entertainment that we saw in the in the four games all day. Now, some of the later games were were really dog fights and you know, bitterly contested balls, but this that first half was brilliant. It was free-flowing, loads of goals, loads of points. Um, it was just brilliant. Really attractive football to watch. And I, I think I said to you on the, on the commentary at that stage that I thought one team was going to take charge of it. Because when it, when it starts yeah. like that, you know, you see it in Horland where where it's an absolute shootout and they can match each other all the way. But oftentimes in football, one team just gets on top. And I think that was Benjamin through the kitchen sink at it in the first half. But uh, Portland's Bridge were just better. They were just just that bit better in a few positions, and uh, like they were fully deserving winners. Yeah, the the important part was after the restart, after half time. Butler's Bridge, the, the, the third quarter was when they really just cemented that game and closed it off. Like they got, they got themselves, I think, maybe seven, eight points in front and then kind of retreated back and picked off Bailiabur on counterattacks. And, and some of the counterattacking moves by Butler's Bridge were, were just brilliant. They're such lovely, free-flowing, stylish footballers all over the field, really. They have, yeah. Well, in fairness, we were pointing that out all, all year or all month <laughs> the championship's not on that long but mm. um we were pointing that out that that uh on a technical skill level they're, they're very technically skillful players who are very comfortable on both feet and good passers they've, they've got those in every line of the field like in terms of skill they've got loads of it um but you know they, they have frailties at the back i think they, they, they'll admit that themselves they'll be the first to admit it and they have been conceding big scores and when, when they conceded those couple of early goals in particular I'd say alarm bells were ringing. So you can see why they're setting up exactly as they are. And it's it's the right approach for Butters Bridge. There's no doubt about that. You know, man for man, I don't think they're athletic enough or good enough to go to go man for man with, with a good attack. So they do need the numbers back there. But that's fine because they've got the legs all over the field and they've got the, the kick passers who can break out of defence and they've got the fitness as well. There's no doubt about that. So... That system suits them very well. You, you do see you see some teams where managers just say, "Right, well, this is the way we're going to play because this is the way Donegal played eight years ago." 
and that became fashionable there for years that you pack your defence and try and break out but that approach doesn't suit a lot of teams they don't have the players to play that approach yeah. and, and some, some teams have good enough defenders that they don't even need to do that but it do, I think it does suit yeah. the bridge I think it suits the bridge perfectly and look you, you saw it. They, they closed out Bilber and kept them they scored very little uh, in, in the remainder of the game and what will give the bridge great confidence going into the final now is uh, we were pointing out how they were exposed under a high ball against Killing Care. And Baileybor, who they did the right thing because if you've seen the Killing Care game, you'd know that, that the bridge didn't look comfortable under the high ball. But they rained high ball in, in the last 15 minutes of that game. And I thought the bridge dealt with it. Now, a few goal chances were created, but nothing absolutely clear cut. Uh, there was some last ditch no. defending, all right. But I thought the bridge didn't panic, they dealt with it well. Yeah, and, and and I was actually thinking of that during the action while while like there was at least five goal chances you could you could call goal chances where the ball was sent in dangerously towards the square on, on Butler's Bridge full back line and none of them ended up in goals. So that's the best practice Butler's Bridge will ever get to defend in high ball. You know, I thought Gary Daly going in there, he was throwing himself about, he was he was looking, causing problems, causing a bit of chaos, but they dealt with it. And you could practice that a hundred times in training session, run that same situation a hundred times in training session, and it'll not improve you as much as those five or six times that they had to deal with it in the pressure of a of a championship semi-final. So I think that that was a great learning experience for that Butler's Bridge fullback line. And from And Yaz's point of view, they may look at it and go, now, what Bailiver had done actually looked like there was just panicking. Um, you know, but when you looked at the quarterfinal, it was the right thing to do, to go and test it. But I don't see Balanya after seeing that semi-final, thinking, OK, well, let's just rain ball in there and, and see what happens. Because I think that they've... Uh, they can actually deal with those. Maybe the, the goal in the first half... Um, Will be will be a disappointment. The kind of one that bounced in front of going across, um, will be a disappointment for for the the bridge defence. But I think overall they learned so much in that latter stage that they'll not be as worried about high ball being being reined in. Um, I thought again, young lad. I thought that 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 stepped up was Cahaledi once again. He's 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 really growing into his uh, into his role in that defence for for Butler's Bridge. Yeah, I thought he was good. Yeah, I thought he was very good. Um, like I, I thought, I thought it was their, probably their best defensive performance because they had been leaking a lot of scores. Like, I don't have the figures to hand, but they were leaking big scores. You know, three ten, three eleven, three twelve scores like that were commonplace in the area rounds. So I think it was their best defensive performance, and certainly over the last forty minutes, it was a very good defensive performance. Key to that was probably around the middle as well. Like Dugdale and Fitzpatrick were were very solid around the middle of the field and it, it kept uh, Bailey on the back foot because I thought Michael Argue started well and made a few marks mm. and looked like he was going to mm. maybe dominate the middle sector and then you had you had Fergal Flanagan who who was just the best player on the field I thought he, he, the amount of turnovers that he made he was popping up everywhere and I noticed something about his game Damien that I'd never noticed before in all the years watching Fergal Flanagan is that when he gets the ball he looks to beat a man and then lay it off. And the amount of times that he does that is, is unbelievable. And I've never before noticed it. Uh, but when he gets the ball, right. when he gets the ball, the first thing he'll do is take a bounce. He'll usually go to the right, try, try and take a man out of it and lay the ball off. And he starts the attack like that on, on the front foot. 
Whereas you see other other um, defenders who they get the ball, even if they make a turnover and they just lay, they just lay it off, their their work is done. But that's not the way with Fergal Flanagan. So I'm not sure if he used to do that so much when he was playing with Cavan, but he definitely does it with Butler's Bridge. Depending on the role he, he plays, though, generally when he when he's out in that middle toward, he will try to take on a man, and and it's been something, and and can do it, can do it because he's strong on the ball. He's got a, a, you know, enough pace to get by most players. So it, I definitely, it's something I'd have always noticed about him that, um, he maybe when he was younger, he was guilty of sometimes taking it on when when it wasn't necessary to take on that first man but the idea behind it I'd imagine is nice and simple if I can beat one man and keep going then we've an overlap you know if it's man for man ahead and if it's not it's a sweeper situation then the sweeper is going to be drawn to me because I'm the overlap so it's it's a simple enough thing and, and if every player when they get the ball beats one man chances are you're going to get a score you know, so it's a it's a simple, effective uh, thing by by um, by Fergal Flanagan up up to the the, the bridge forward line, um, and one player has to stand out. I think for 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 um, attention is Fintan O'Reilly, youngster, finishing with one four one three coming from open play. Um, really, really good display. Yeah, I'm very impressed with him. Like Kevin O'Reilly, I suppose was getting. A lot of attention from the defence, but Finton was able to step up, and like you know, he's I know he was under seventeen last year, but you know we're used to minor football being under eighteen, so he, like ordinarily he'd still be a minor, and any minor that that steps up and plays really well in the large stages of a of an intermediate or junior or senior championship is always a name to put down in the notebook. I remember, like if you think about Cormac O'Reilly, two years ago getting man of the match, he was straight out of under seventeen, so he was a. He would have still been minor under the old system. You know, it's it, it, it's it's a sign of a good player at eighteen years of age if you can if you can do that at, at that level of football. Now, obviously, there's a lot more levels that he'll be aiming to get to, but definitely, uh, I'm very impressed with him. Like he looks like he's from the cut from the same cloth as his brother. He's very direct. He's strong, and he's got good feet on him as well. I thought Paddy McPhillips again. George Dugdale deserves huge credit here. Paddy McPhillips wasn't having a great season when he was on the inside line for Butler's Bridge, but I thought moving him to the 40 really brought the best out of him. Yeah, well, they always say about soccer players that, that they play with their head up and they can spray the ball around. You see that with Johnny Letty. And like Paddy McPhillips has played a lot, good bit of soccer as far as I know as well. So um, maybe it suits him uh, playing like that with face and goal. I thought he was really good. I definitely thought it was his best game. I've seen him a good few times now this year and I thought it was his best game as well. So it's interesting actually because I was asking you about the family connections with all the, the McPhillipses and um, yeah, I, I was told... Kevin came off the bench. Kevin came off the bench and Noel and Golds is their uncle and I was told that yeah. uh, Noel is also the uncle of the two Smiths, the Buns from Balanya, uh, Kevin and Thomas, which I, I didn't realise. So I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, so you've got... An uncle and two nephews on one side and two other nephews on the other side going toe-to-toe in an intermediate final, which is, I think that's absolutely brilliant. And I'll tell you what, knowing kind of the character of them all, it must be, it must be from the one side, but there's none of them will back down from anything. So there could be a lot of there could be a lot of cousins colliding on on Sunday in Kingspan Breffney. Um because yeah, Paddy Lynch, definitely yeah, Paddy Lynch Kevin, as well, Damien. Uh, Paddy Lynch from Crush and Keen O'Reilly from Killigarry are also related in there as well. So there's some serious footballers in that family. Yeah, yeah, let's clone that. 
let's clone that as much as we can. Um, on the Baileyborough side, um, kind of quick mention, their season overall, I thought, massive progress. Like that, that's, that's the one thing I suppose Fimber Clark will take out from it. The most important thing is that you can make progress and he ticks that box this year. They'll be disappointed maybe that their second half didn't do them justice, but um, overall, if they can build on this for next year, there's a lot to work with with Baileyborough. There is, yeah, there is. Uh, I like the look of them now. They're probably going to need another couple of players to break into that side um, if they're if they're to make the, the jump now from semi finalists to get up and win the championship because they're a little bit off it uh, of actually lifting the cup because. You know, it could come to pass that the bridge are a bit off lifting the cup and they, they seem to be a bit ahead of Bailey So they probably need a couple of players to, to come on. But uh, for what they have, has all those players seem to have put in a big effort this year. And I know Fimber Clark, when I interviewed him after the Jumlain game, like he was really happy. There is a good buzz around the club in Bailey at the minute. Uh, so it's good to see Bailey coming on strong like that and getting all the best players out on the field. Yeah, definitely so. And it's good to see. I know James love it as coach. He he's done great work there. But you know, it's it's a lot of inside men then around that with Philip Dunn and and, and Michael Morta as well. So it's good to see that in a club as well. So um, overall, well done to Bailey. We're a real good progress and and keep it up. I suppose is the message for them. Um, second of the semi-finals was what everybody um deemed to be the real final as George Dugdale told me in the post-match interview, which we'll hear on the Die Hard service later on in the week. Um, but Balanya against Bally Hayes and, and at halftime, eight points apiece. It could have gone either way, but Balanya just showed that wee bit more, maybe of a better balance to their side to, to, to pull away. And then that Michael Brady goal pulled Bally Hayes back in contention a bit at the end, but overall, Balanya were definitely the better side, weren't they? Oh, but Balanya fully deserved it, I thought. Like, Bally Hayes underperformed. Um, there's no doubt about that. But, like, talk about Bally Hayes, first of all, like, they'll be disappointed with their performance. Like, they really only played uh, anything like what they can for about 10 minutes in the lead up to half time. They were 8 3 down and absolutely doing nothing. And then they sort of came alive and they got five points in a row within level at half time. And but they never, apart from that, they never really played that sort of free flow and fluid football that they can, where they can get a run on teams and and uh, pin you back and reel off a succession of scores. Now, obviously, they were playing an outstanding team in Balanya, but I was th- I was disappointed overall. Mm-hmm. Overall, and tactically, I thought Balanya made a lot of mistakes, or there was a bit of. Ba- or, but, sorry, Balanya or Ballyhays? Ballyhays, I mean, sorry. Yeah, yeah. There was there was yeah, a few non so. decisions made, like like. Could they have considered uh, moving Sean McCormick back uh, for a bit of physical power in that full back line? I, I felt that their full back line uh, was left exposed there when you're up against two strong, mobile, uh, experienced players like Kevin Smith and, and Niall McDermott. Like I thought, Sean McCormick finished with a combined one eleven. One eleven, yeah, one eleven, and like they were picking off marks. Balanya seemed to be the, the the team in Cavan who, who make best use of the mark. Look. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They're, they're really good at it. Yeah. Bridge are good at it too, but Balanya are, are excellent at it. And I presume it's a combination of something that they've worked on, and plus they've got good ball winners with good movement. But they're really good at like they got they scored three attacking marks again there. Uh, you know, and in a in a four or five point game, that's a lot. Mm. 
Yeah, like you, you take the Balignac full forward line in total, uh, one thirteen when you throw in Shane Finnegan, and only two of those, two of those one thirteen, uh, came from freeze from Kevin Smith. The rest was all open player attacking marks. So there, there was a problem in that Ballyhill's full back line that wasn't identified and definitely wasn't fixed throughout the game. Um, so you know, it's it's something that they that Ballyhill's. They, they have an abundance of forwards. Like you look through their bench, they had Colin McKiernan coming off the bench. Uh, Shane McKiernan, another good player there. Now I know they're putting Owen Clark, and I thought Owen actually done well when he went into that full back line. They brought off Jamie Smith off the bench, another forward. So they're a team that seemed forward heavy, and yet Sean McCormick was playing in the forwards again. I I, I thought that that tactically was 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 a little bit of a a mistake by the Ballyhays management that like that even putting him back into maybe center back it may have shored up the, the defense a little bit more because they just seem to be exposed um but it's a pretty lightweight powerful defense, forward David. line it's it's a pretty lightweight defense physically like and when you've Owen Clark on the bench uh, who's a big physical player uh, and and you've got Sean McCormick playing as a corner forward you know I don't know why Sean McCormick has suddenly become a corner forward when he's always been a, a defender or or a midfielder at most and when they're in bad need of defenders so I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the defenders they have but you know you, you do need a bit of physical power back there and that's what, that, I felt that was the difference on the day um, but Balignac we better talk about Balignac because I don't want it to sound like we're not giving Balignac credit I thought they were excellent uh, they were rock solid all over the field and they kicked some great scores like there was one point that was finished by Kevin Smith which was a beautiful move simple football I think it was Park Riley won a mark in the middle of the field as far as I remember uh, and it was it went through a couple of players and it was played. I think McDermott won and laid it off and Kevin DeBone got it in the left corner with the left foot and he scored a spectacular point with his, with his left foot. And a couple of minutes later, Cormac Timoney kicked an equally good point from this, nearly the same position. So like that, that, that's really high quality mm. stuff. Yeah. And and those scores, particularly Cormac Timoney's, was at a stage when the game was, was kind of close. It was 10 points to 11 at that stage. Um, Michael Brady was after scoring a good point. Michael Brady actually deserves special mention for Ballyhays. I thought if there was one player who stood up and tried to take the game to 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 Ballinard, it was it was Michael Brady throughout the game overall, finishing with one three. I thought he played a a really impressive role. But across the across the the, the entire Ballinard team, there was a lot of leaders. There, there was an awful lot of experience, and you can even tell in the post match interview with, with Thomas Moore um, that you know. There was that experience meant they were relaxed going into that situation. They they believed they were going to do the job. They just had to go out and execute it. And I thought Porrick O'Reilly and, and Thomas Moore won that midfield battle um over over Bally Hayes. And I thought that that was crucial as well because you talk about the supply for the attacking marks. It's about getting time on the ball in the middle of the field and delivering a kick pass. And I thought Balignard had done that very, very well. Um you know, overall, it 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 was it was a convincing Balignac display that four points of a win in the end definitely didn't flatter them. Yeah, I I agree, I agree. The, the, Balignac did seem to have an extra gear there, and they showed it at times. They showed it at the start, <clears> then towards the end of the game, um, like they 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 sort of pulled away. They went five clear. If there had been another ten minutes, I know Balignac got the last point of the game, but if there had been another ten minutes in the game. I think Balnia would have won by more because I got the sense they were sort of pulling away. They were Smith and McDermott were just mm. just uh, worked together so well. 
like they're, they're both good ball winners. And maybe they're both, it's because they're both ginger, but they're both great ball winners, and they <laughs> they can both score. And like that's 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 huge. And you've Shane Finnegan there who can score. You've you've Thomas Smith. He didn't score, but he he is capable of putting up good scores. Um, you Paddy O'Brien got a point. Yeah, Paddy O'Brien. Constant energy. Yeah, like they they are they're in very good shape. And look, they're going to go in as favourites to the intermediate championship final, and deservedly so. I think that's going to be a hell of a final, and we're going to be previewing it later because it's intriguing. There's lots of different areas we can look at. Um, at the back. I've been impressed with Evan Finnegan in this championship. We've, we've talked about Cormac Timoney at length. I think he, he's he's different class, but I'd be really impressed with Evan Finnegan. I think he's a very good young player. And uh, I thought Butsy Carr was really good. He physically imposed himself on the game. Like he's he's as strong as an ox, and like he's he's working with his, his weight and goal at intermediate level. Well, he he held Kevin Tierney to a single point. And that single point was the last score of the game. You know, 34 minutes into the second half before Kevin Tierney um, get, gets onto the scoreboard. So, you know, that's that's definitely a job done by by Patrick Carroll, you know. Um, I thought, I thought um, bringing it back to Ballyhays just one last time before we finish up, Gary O'Rourke, I thought in goals, kickouts look excellent. He was quick off his line. There was one particular chance that looked like a goal chance for... Balanya, he, he read it very, very well, was off his line. I thought he'd done as much as, as a goalkeeper could do um, overall. But it was definitely Balanya deserving winners on the day. I don't think anybody can can argue with that. So they head into the intermediate final, which takes place Sunday at 5pm in Kingspan, Breffney. And we'll be previewing that game later on in the week on the Die Hard service over on patreon.com forward slash Cabin. Also, if you want to hear our um, reaction podcast, which has interviews from all the winning camps, Kings Court, Crushalaw, Balanya, and Butler's Bridge, it's on the Patreon service from tomorrow afternoon. And we'll also be looking uh, looking ahead to this weekend's finals, looking ahead to the Cullies Craft Bakery Junior Championship semi-finals, um, and we'll have our ladies podcast as well, which has um, which will be focusing on one of the. The, uh, the the big upsets of the weekend, which was great to see Lacken winning in Ulster. Paul, just to get a comment on that, considering what Crushalaw done last year, or what St McCartan's done to Crushalaw last year, that was a massive win for Lacken ladies in Ulster. That was a yeah, incredible win, incredible to go up there and, and win away from home as well. Two goals in the first half gave them that platform. Like, and that's one thing about about Lacken uh, men's or ladies teams. Like, they're always they're always gritty and. They're always hard to beat, so they weren't overall by that occasion. So um, I was having a good luck through the match report on that earlier, which was compiled by Aideen Coyle as well, who was the people will listen to this will know what and like superlative PRO Aideen Coyle is. She's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll have a good chat about that one because it was fantastic. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. 
So moving on, folks, it's time to uh, go through our proactive risk control team of the week. Um, once again, quite a few nominations coming in from around the county. We'll start off in goals. Uh, actually, two nominations in on this one. Paul, Dara McKenna from Kingscourt Stars and Gary O'Rourke from Butler's or from Bally Hayes. Um, I tell you what, Dara McKenna, for somebody who found out he was playing just two minutes before throw-in, he, he didn't look phased by it at all. He looked like he had been preparing himself perfectly for it. Yeah, well, he has he had played earlier on in the championship, so he wasn't coming in completely cold, but uh, I thought he dealt with a few high balls very well. Um, his kicker, he went along with his kickers a lot of the time, and sometimes they were maybe a little bit too close to Grove McCarron for comfort, but he can be very happy with how he performed. I thought he, thought he did well. Yeah, completely agree. But I think the... the uh, the spot goes to Gary O'Rourke from Bally Hayes. Um, overall, very, very good on his kickouts. Great range of distance and and um, and angle on his kickouts. I seen him use both feet, and I thought that just in general, he's. I think he's developing still to be potentially a, a county goalkeeper at some stage in the future. He looks like he's he's um, he's growing in that role. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think he'd be ready to step up to county level now. I think he, I think he's just, he's got great mm. presence. Sometimes you just know if a goalkeeper is jittery or something about a goalkeeper that doesn't instill confidence in you. And Gary is the opposite of that. I think he's got great presence, and he's a, he's a big man. He fills the goals. I wouldn't like to be going in one on one on him because he's you wouldn't have much room to to tuck it away because he's he's a huge big man, and uh, he's brave and his kicking is very good. So I think he's he's an outstanding goalkeeper. Yeah. So our full back line then the nominations are John Cook from Crushalot, Killian Farley from King's Court Stars, Patrick Carroll from Balagna, Fergal Riley from Castle Rahan, Evan Finnegan from Balagna, and Cahill Leddy from Butler's Bridge. Um who who stood out for you, Paul? This is actually the, the hardest full back line I think we've had to choose. Sometimes for for team of the week you're you're stuck for defenders because uh some of the games we mightn't have been at and we're relying on reports and relying on people to fill us in. But we were at all these four games on Sunday and there were some brilliant defensive performances. I think the defenders really stepped up uh, as we got into this, the business end of the championship. So there was a lot. I thought Fergal Riley was really good for Kassaran. He he was probably Kassaran's best player or close enough to it. And you and Henry played well too, but I thought Fergal Riley had an outstanding game. Um, I thought Sean Cook had, had his best game of the championship. I, I felt he lost his form a, a wee bit earlier on in the championship, but he, he came back and I think he was his direct opponent was Ushin O'Connell and he got a turnover too early on. It gave him great confidence. I thought he was excellent, really up for the challenge. Uh Cahaletti did very well. Patrick Carroll, um as we just said earlier, physically physically huge game. Uh, so many good performances, Damien. Very very hard to separate them. Yeah, I completely agree. Actually, it, it it's a really really difficult one because there there was a lot like Evan Finnegan. I love a cornerback that scores a point, but I thought his defensive play was was just outstanding. Um, probably one more that that, that could do it. Mentioning it didn't wasn't sent in, but Cahill McKeown I thought had a very solid game for Kings Court also. But um, I think the three that we'll go for or that I'll nominate for you if you if you give me the, the nod and agree. Um Killian Farley from Kingscourt at two, Patrick Carroll from Balagna at three and Fergal Riley from Castle at four. 
Yeah, I won't fall out with you over that then, man. That's all right. There's enough things to fall out with me over. And we'll, we'll not make one to fall back line um, on the proactive risk control team of the week. Any, uh, anything and, to fall out for. So the halfback line. we do. Go ahead. We, yeah, and we do. We definitely do. Uh, the halfback line, um, only four nominations actually in on this one. Ushin Kiernan from Castle Rahan, Shane McVitie from Crushalaw, Fergal Flanagan from Butler's Bridge, and John Oates from King's Court Stars. Um, four very good performances. I thought Ushin Kiernan, without having the greatest of games, then when it was really needed, we've seen what Ushin Kiernan is made of. Like he, I thought his 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 second half, his his free at the end, obviously, but the free was was one that you don't take on and you definitely don't score unless you're playing well. And I thought he had turned the season around for uh, Castle Rahan uh, towards the end of that game. Um, I'd, and Shane McVitie is just a player I can't stop talking about, really. I, I think he's his leadership within that crucial side, I think, can't be understated. He's, you know, that, that game for me was gone. And all of a sudden I seen McVitie just bombing up the field, looking to get into attacking positions. And, if you think back to great teams, like when we probably use the example all too often, but we'll say Chesty, when Calvin Gales needed a score, it's generally a back coming up. They're the inspirational ones. They're the ones that you go, right now, geez, there's the leadership shown. And I think McVitie has that in abundance. And, and he, um, he has the presence of mind to know when to go and then the ability to execute, like two points from wing half back, but not just two points, two points at crucial stages um, for for Krushlaw. For me, Krushlaw wouldn't be in the county final without Shane McVitie. I think it was it was a, a really outstanding performance. Same could go for, for Fergal Flanagan, though. Um, I thought just, again, leadership, as you said, taking on a man, going by him, doing the simple things right consistently, and then, you know, when needed, breaking up, um, attacks for Bailey or I don't know how many turnovers she got. You know, you'd run out of fingers counting them. Um, just a, a real captain's role played, played pretty much to perfection by Fergal Flanagan, and a, a, a star in the making in John Oates at wing half back. Like he, if you think back to that game, Paul, I think he he had everything across the board from an action point of view. He got a black card. He um he, he he attacked at speed. He was constantly covering ground. He was winning ball when needed from opposition kickouts off breaks. I just thought I thought that was the best performance I seen from the youngster, and it was the type of performance that left me wanting to see more. Yeah, he was he was the revelation of the weekend for me. I thought he, I thought to go in there in such a big game, like I've seen him earlier on in the championship, and I knew he was a good player. But I didn't know he was as good as he is. Like I didn't know he had that yeah. torn of p- torn of pace for a start. Like he, he his torn of pace was was very impressive the other night for a young fella who probably, you know, he wouldn't have, have the same strength and conditioning work done as the older lads you'd imagine that's playing senior football. So it was just raw blinding p- pace. He he seems like a really good athlete. I was very impressed with him. I was very impressed with all the lads that you mentioned. Russian Kiernan, uh showed serious character putting over that 45 at the end. Now, he did get a red card at the end, and rightly so. It sort of spoiled it a wee bit, but it shouldn't take away from, from uh, like, when the pressure came on. And I saw I saw him earlier on um, this year. I think it was in, was it in the league where he came up with an equalising point at the end of the game in a draw game. I think it might have been against Krushla. Against as well. Yeah, so yeah. 
Uh, Oshin Cairns a good man like that in a tight situation to come up with big scores. But uh, no, I thought they were all good. And I'm going to leave it up to you to select them, but it won't be easy there in the half-back line. Yeah, no, it, it's not. It's not easy. But I think they, we'll, we'll go for the three winners um, in terms that they, they, they all got the three lads who got through to the county final. Uh, Oshin Cairns, great to see him back playing good football. But I think we'll go with Shane McVitie. Fergal Flanagan and John Oates in the half-back line. Uh, yeah. Moving on to the middle of the field, there's five nominations here. Um, Garod McKiernan, Cavan Gales, Colin Dugdale, Butler's Bridge, John Fitzpatrick, Butler's Bridge, Alan Clark, King's Court, and Michael Argue, Baileyborough. Alan Clark, King's Court, he wore number three, but he was most effective out in the middle of the field, wasn't he? He was, he was. And it wasn't that he, that he handled that much ball, but he just went out to the middle of the field and... Grove McKernan was on fire and he basically extinguished the fire. He, he physically imposed himself on, yeah. on, that, on that battle and he just said, I'm the boss and I'm going out here and you're, you're going to stop this crack. <laughs> that was what he did. By force of, by force of character, uh, he, he did that. And uh, only for him, Kingsford wouldn't have won that game because uh, Grove McKernan, to be fair to him, was having a great game and, and did keep battling away and made some good catches after that. But... Uh, there was a bit of dark arts involved in it, I'm sure, as well. But I mean, it's senior football. Um, that that's that's the nature of the beast, and and as scary as that as anyone, as our Kingsford, as our Mullahorn, and all the top sides. Uh, so I don't think anyone could hold that against against Hosty. But I thought I thought he was outstanding, great leadership. Yeah, yeah. I thought Michael Argue showed a lot of a lot of quality in the game against Baileyborough. Aerially, he had the advantage probably over. Um, John Fitzpatrick and Colin Dugdale but on the ground I thought John Fitzpatrick and Colin Dugdale were excellent like when you get 2-1 from your midfield um, you know you, you can't really ask for much more uh, for an 8 and 9 so I thought the two lads definitely deserving their nomination um, John Fitzpatrick though to me is different gravy I think he's uh, as, as midfielders go there, there is no midfielder in the county who consistently hits the scoreboard as much as John Fitzpatrick, and and I think he's he's gonna cause Balanya problems this week coming. But uh, he he is a joy to watch, isn't he? He is. He is. Yeah. He's 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 a thoroughbred, like um, a very classy player, uh, and he he seems to have a great football brain because you can't yeah. you can't score as much from midfield as, as he does without really having a great brain of knowing how to find space and when to run, when to make the, make the move into that position. He just goes up there and he, he's one of these players that looks quite effortless in what he does. So I think, I think yeah, I like watching him. I think he's a hell of a player. No relation, by the way. I think... No. <laughs> he hasn't got that hindrance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll go for John Fitzpatrick and Alan Clark in the middle of the field um, this week. Any, any objections? Two very similar players. <laughs> I'd say I think, I think Toasty is the lowest scorer midfielder in Cavan, and and John is the is the highest scorer. I think, and he won't mind me saying that. I think so. I think so. Very different styles. Um, styles make fights, but um, okay. Moving on to the half forward line. <laughs> no, no pun intended there. Um, so half forward line. Carol Cosgrove from Castle Rahan, Fintan O'Reilly, Butler's Bridge, Paddy McPhillips, Butler's Bridge, 
Barry Riley from Kingscourt Stars, Michael Brady from Bally Hayes, and Paddy O'Brien from Balagna, the six nominations. That's a hell of a good half forward line. If we could play six of them. <laughs> I tell you, yeah, if, those, if you played the six of them, um, I think you have two very good half forward lines in that. I think Michael Brady deserves special mention. He was playing on, on a side who were beaten by four or five points, and uh, he was the one who really stood up. Like He didn't just score one three. He, he scored a few... Uh, points that would make any highlight reel and he scored a goal from, from 20 metres which was an absolute rocket of a goal he, he also scored a 45 Thought he had an outstanding game on, on a beaten side sometimes it's easy to kick scores for fun when, when you're winning games easily and Paddy has obviously weren't so it made it even harder for him and I thought I thought he was really really impressive yeah completely agree the I, I, kind of what sums up his display on Sunday for me was character I thought he showed real character, you know, when when a lot of the leading lights for Ballyhays were being wrapped up, Michael was the one who said, right, OK, well, here we go. I've got a bit more space as a result or 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 I just need to do this. And he went out and done it. I thought that was very, very impressive. As I said earlier on, I thought Paddy McPhillips under the 40 was was a stroke of genius. It, 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 it reinvented his game um, and, and we saw the best of him this year. Carl Cosgrove, very, very effective. Like his season is over now, but he definitely has improved no end on, on this year's championship. Finished with five points all from freeze, but I thought overall a really good contribution by Carl. Yeah, yeah. Look, I thought he was too, thought he was really impressive. But there were so many good players there across the board. Like it's it's very hard to uh very hard to pick the half forward. I know I say this every week about every line, yeah. but it is difficult. It is difficult. Well, who we're going to go for is at 10, we're going with Fintan O'Reilly. He finished with one goal and four. Um, one coming from a free, the rest from open play. Centre half forward, we have to go with Barry O'Reilly. Absolutely outstanding display. More for actually what he'd done when Park Faulkner went off and how he reinvented his game. And we'll hear from Barry later on in the week on the Die Hards podcast. And at 12, we have to go with Michael Brady. I thought outstanding stuff. Um, so into the full forward line then, there are seven nominations for the three positions. Um, Keen Shackleton, Kings Court. Luke Gilson in Bailiaborough. Kevin Smith, Balagna. Adrian Smith, Crushalaw, Dylan Thorner, Bailiaborough, Niall McDermott, Balagna, and Patrick Lynch from Crushalaw. Quick word on, on, on those lads, Paul. Yeah, well, we already talked about the Bun Show earlier on. <laughs> he, was, he was absolutely brilliant. Uh, McDermott was fantastic. I, I thought Patrick Lynch, uh, I, I, dis- I discovered him. I don't know if you're aware of that, Damien, but I, I did pick him out about... <laughs> <laughs> about two or three years ago, as as uh, as the best, along with Connor Smith, I, I felt I, I think Connor Smith and 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 Paddy Lynch are the two best uh, hopes Calvin have to, of developing elite inside forwards, um, because they're young and they're physically strong. And Lynch has the advantage in that he's 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 a bigger man. He's got he's got huge power, and obviously he's he's a good ball winner and he he can kick frees as well, which are all important parts of the game of a top forward, but. His power is, is is unbelievable for a fairly young man, like at 20, probably twenty one years of age, mm-hmm. and and like again as we saw with Endo O'Connell when he marched in here and he stuck so tight to him, but I think in this instance, Lynch just had that extra probably stone of muscle on him and he was able to just get get around him a couple of times and um I thought he had a he had an excellent game I thought he was really good and he he's key to to this crush of our side. 
like last year you saw him going off injured in, in the semi-final and uh, against Rammer and that was a big blow uh, and if he was to be injured I think Crutchlow would be really struggling I, I, I have to say I think you've hit the nail on the head he's so key to this Crutchlow side that I thought his first half was sublime just absolutely brilliant a, a 10 out of 10 performance I thought in the second half he kind of went out of the game a little bit and Crutchlow went out of the game and then he came back into it towards the end of the game and and showed how important he was. Um, another player, and, and I don't think this could be underestimated, I thought Adrian Smith was having probably the game of his career until he went off injured for Crush Law. He was, he was an absolutely outstanding ball winner. Movement was excellent, doing the right things on the ball all the time. I thought it was... I, just, I felt really sorry from going off because I, I don't think I'd seen him play as well before. I agree. I agree. It's the best I've ever seen him play. And he was... Like he obviously had been going well in training in the three weeks, nailed down his starting place, and that's not easy on that crush off forward line because you'd like to Ryan Galligan, Emmett Boylan, Enda Gaffney, Pierce Smith, they're all very good forwards. None of them started, so obviously Jimmy Higgins had seen something in Adrian, and he was repaying him. He was doing really, really well there, but unfortunately for him, he went off, and the way the way he went off, clutching his wrist or his arm, looks like maybe he might have had a break or or something like that. So hopefully. He'd be back for the final, but it probably looks unlikely, which is a shame. Uh, but if they do win it, he'd, he'd be fully deserving of his medal because he's contributed a lot. So yeah, he's unfortunate. If he had yes. to stay on for the whole game, I think I think he'd have been nailed on for for the PRC team of the week. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I think Dylan Thorner really good display for Bailey. Luke Gilson and again took the fight. He scored one three out of two six, so deserves a huge mention. Keen Shackleton three points. For Kings Court, uh, and a mark and two from open play can't be underestimated the value of his performance. But the three players we're going for in the full forward line are Kevin Smith from Balanya, Patrick Lynch from Crushlaw, and Niall McDermott from Balanya. So that leaves the proactive risk control team of the week for this week. Gary O'Rourke from Ballyhays in goals. A full back line of Killian Farley from Kingscourt Stars, Patrick Carroll from Balanya and Fergal Riley from Castle Rahan. In the half back line, it's Shane McVeigh from Crushalaw, Fergal Flanagan from Butler's Bridge and John Oates from the Kingscourt Stars. In the middle of the field, John Fitzpatrick from Butler's Bridge and Alan Clark from Kingscourt. Half forward line of Fintan O'Reilly, Butler's Bridge, Barry Riley from Kingscourt Stars and Michael Brady from Ballyhays. And in the full forward line, it's Kevin Smith from Balanya, Patrick Lynch, Crushalaw. And completing the lineup of this week's proactive risk control team of the week is Niall McDermott from Balanya. Folks, that's all we have time for on this week's McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast. Don't forget to check out the Die Hard service over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. Paul, thanks a million. Thanks a million, David. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Cavan, nice yeah. Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe, and it's over the lap. And Cavan are not buried yet. Cavan doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, this is brilliant by Calvin. Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah!